And so welcome, everybody, to the first teleseminar that I am running under the Hypnosis Club. Those of you who are on the line and those of you who will be listening to this later, you are all members of the Hypnosis Club, and that's it's brand new. It's been milling around in my mind for quite some time, but actually the follow-through of putting it together just happened recently. And um, the reason I put it together is, like I said, in that first email that you received, um, you know, Oftentimes, when I'm working with people or when Jody's working with people, and, you know, we usually do four or five sessions. We don't do a lot of sessions with people. We don't have, you know, weeks and, and months and, and years um, to, to cover a lot of ground. And we try to keep, you know, what we cover in our sessions really focused to what your goals are and keep our time and our work so efficient for you. But oftentimes, it runs through our mind that this or that or the other type of of work would be really beneficial for people for whatever goal it is that they're working on. And it dawned on me that because there's a a lot of commonality uh, among those issues that that would be helpful for so many people, that it would be a, a, a good thing to do it in this type of format so that people can pick and choose and say, yes, I want to uh, you know, appreciate and absorb that information, or no, I don't really think that, that one's for me. And, um, and it can be very efficiently done in a group format such as this. So I'm pleased to have you here on the line and participating in the Hypnosis Club. Now, this recording, this, this teleseminar is being recorded and I would estimate that on Saturday, I will have it up onto the password-protected portion of my website, uh, which is designated for the Hypnosis Club. There's already other materials up there. I, there's a few more things that I need to do to make some things clear. Um, and so on Saturday, when I have all that done, Sunday at the worst-case scenario, um, so if you don't see it Saturday, don't 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 shout at me. But it'll be there by Sunday, then at the latest. And at that point, I will have an email out to you with the login and password information, and you can poke around and navigate out there. There are several pages already of materials out there, and of course, I'll be adding to those monthly with teleseminars like this and other materials that I'm producing. Um, so. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy this, and I really appreciate hearing your comments afterwards, and at any time, shoot me an email at, you know, Cindy Lasher at hotmail.com is always a good one, or Cindy at cindylasher.com. Um, any any of those work for me, and I, I check them all the time, and let me know what you'd like to see on this type of format, you know, what type of issues you'd be interested in. Um, and you know comments and, and um, uh, on on the the topics that we do do. So today's topic is follow through. And as I already mentioned, you know this this has been a, a concept bouncing around in my mind for quite some time. I used to do teleseminars on a regular basis, but I always did them, uh, you know, for, you know, for fee instead of for free, um, or I did them in other people's formats. So it's a, it's a, it's a type of broadcast that I'm real familiar with. Um, and it, it, I think it suits this type of, of work really well. And so, when I thought about this, I, I ran through a number of scenarios in my mind, one of them being, you know, exactly what, what I need to do, what steps would I need to take, who does this benefit, in what way, what are my reasons behind doing this, and came to the conclusion that, yes, indeed, I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger and make it happen. So many times in our lives, there are things that we think we're going to do, that we would like to do. We may even make a commitment to do it. Sometimes that commitment is just, and I'm waving my fingers in the air like a quotation mark, just to ourselves. Um, and sometimes that commitment is actually to other people, whether within our, an organization, um, like your, your business, um, your employer, your church, um, or, or just to a friend or a family member. 
And sometimes we follow through and, and sometimes we don't and we drop the ball or we forget um, or it just ceases to feel important to us. And so we allow it to just sort of fall through the cracks and slip away. And then maybe later on we think, oh, golly, gosh, gee whiz, if only I had actually done that, then I would have thus and such and so and so in place or um, so somebody wouldn't be mad at me or, or whatever the case might be. And so the question arises, okay, what is the value of having a good uh, methodology and um, and personal psychology in place for following through with things that you that you commit to, whether that's a commitment to yourself or to others, Wh- and why is that important? Well, one of the reasons that it's important, off the top of your of my head, would be that you know if it's really something that could further your life in any way, shape, or form, whether that's learning another language. Um, or doing something in in your business, um, or doing something for somebody else, uh, whatever the case may be, that that you, if you aren't following through on it, you're you're missing out on the opportunity for the benefits and the good things that could flow to you from having done that. Maybe even more importantly is that you set up a pattern. And if you get into a habit of making commitments to yourself that you don't follow through on, your subconscious mind gets the message that you know it doesn't really need to take you seriously when you say that you're going to make a commitment. Your subconscious mind is always paying attention to patterns of behavior. And so if you say over and over again, well, I'm going to start that diet on Monday, for example. I mean, that's one of one of the classics, right? Um, and it just, you never follow through on it. Then your subconscious mind is not going to get all geared up. It's not going to find that place of motivation within you. It's not going to be your ally in, in creating forward momentum through that process because it knows that there's effort involved and it knows that you have a pattern of making those commitments, saying those things, but not really meaning them. And so you set yourself up then to follow that pattern over and over and over again. And now you're kind of working uphill to get back out of that pattern. And to convince your subconscious mind that when you say you're going to do something that you really do commit to it. So I have conceived of um, six what I call gates that you really ought to be running through in your mind or on paper, better yet. I love, 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 love writing things down on paper, especially when you're using handwriting because writing things down in longhand or printing using handwriting is what's called an idiomotor response. And an idiomotor response means that you've got a direct connection to your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind is paying a lot more attention, gathering data when you're writing something down by hand rather than typing it out or just mulling it over in your mind. Um, So I love the idea of running through these gates maybe on paper. Right now, uh, let's run through them just verbally, um, and imagine then that you're, you're, you know, I would like you to imagine uh, that you're actually opening a gate, and the gate number one is the one that we just talked about. Am I and should I really commit to this project or goal? Is it really important? What are the benefits in my life or to somebody else's life? Is this something that I'm really ready to say yes to? And that you should learn to say yes sparingly and deliberately, both to others and to yourself. You know uh, there's a lot of people, and you know who you are if you're one of these people who tends to say yes too often. And you find yourself in a position of being overcommitted, and then you feel overwhelmed and you you have to pair something out. And so you create that pattern of saying yes and then having to change that either to yourself or to somebody else. Again, it's really important to go through that gate of where does this fit into my life? And we'll we'll talk through that in some of the other gates. It's going to really flesh it out as we move through the gates. 
Um, should I really commit myself to this project, to this goal? Don't train yourself um, that your word isn't gold by saying yes too often or too easily. Your word should be gold, whether that is your word to yourself or your word to somebody else. So that's the first gate is am I and should I really commit to this project, to this goal? Is it really important enough for me to possibly have to set something else aside? Because we all know that we live busy lives. We all know that we each get 24 hours in a day. We all have the same amount of that time resource. And if you're going to take something else new on into your life, whether that's an exercise program um, or a new project at work or a new project for, for church or whatever the case may be, that it's possible that something else is going to have to give because you, unless you've been sitting around staring at your navel for a good hour and a half to two hours every day, uh, frequently uh, during the week, in which case maybe you have the, the extra time. I never hear that from my clients, that, boy, you know, golly, I really could use more to do. Um, so that's the first gate. Is it is it going to be important enough to be to be worthy of um, trading something else for it at least for for the period of time while it's while it's being accomplished? The second gate is to look at the alignment of the goal with your personal values. Um, what I see very often with people that have um, self-sabotage, they have problems with procrastination, they have problems with completing a goal, is that they have unknowingly committed themselves to a goal that is in conflict with another very important value. Um, and I'll give you an example. I worked with a lady who wanted to be um, a, a professional speaker. Um, she she wanted to do you know the the traveling. She knew that that's what it what it involved. If she was going to be a professional speaker on stage, um, you know, doing gigs at uh, at you know conferences and, and seminars and things of this nature, uh, that it, it involved travel. And she she thought that was very glamorous. She loved to speak. She was passionate about her topic. Um, you know, it seemed like most of it was in place, but she just couldn't keep her commitments to to get the you know the, the paperwork or the applications or whatever the case may be, whatever was needed. Um, she would just keep missing deadlines and therefore keep missing opportunities to speak. And um, when we dug into it with her subconscious mind and did some values work, we found that the problem was that she had a very, very strong um, uh, personal value for family. And she did have children at home. And for her to be traveling to the extent that a really powerful you know, um, high-key keynote speaker um, presentation career would lead her to, she would be leaving those kids way more than what she was actually comfortable with. So it is possible to hold two goals in your mind and to really be emotionally um, you know, attached to both of those and to see the benefits of both of those and be excited about both of those, to be excited about being home, to raise your children and to, you know, have that value of being a good parent um, and, and, and present and having quality time and be with them and also to have um, a great deal of excitement about this this concept of having this wonderful, exciting career, especially when she was so passionate about her topic that she was speaking on. Um, but her subconscious mind couldn't resolve those two issues, um, so it kept you know, and, and uh, clearly the 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 the, um, the way it was resolving them was to keep her from from meeting her deadlines and therefore actually getting the gigs 
because the value of being a parent was actually the stronger value. And so as she worked through that, she, she realized that she could do some things regionally, um, locally, and that she could uh, set a, a reasonable amount of how much travel would be reasonable to take time away from her family so that she knew that, okay, this amount of time is reasonable, and therefore, you know, as long as that's fitting into that, I'm, I'm comfortable with and, and able to follow through. And so that's how she resolved that for herself. But in, until until and unless she came to that understanding and, and aligned her values with those goals or her goals with those values, uh, she would have simply continued to, to stumble and sabotage. <clears throat> the third gate is, uh, is this goal something that I can accomplish through my own actions? That means that you don't have to wait for someone else to do something or something else to happen that's completely outside of your control or your influence, that the goal's accomplishment hinges on your actions and your actions alone, um, that, that you can decide on it and that you can create it. This is one of the uh, components of what in neurolinguistic programming is called uh, determining a well-formed outcome. If it if if you have to rely on something else happening, um, like the stock market hitting a certain number or or what have you, that's completely outside of your control, um, then it is not truly a well formed outcome. You don't have control of it completely. Um, so it's a question for you and to be aware of. If there if there is something else that hinges on something else, you need to know that. The fourth gate, and I'm kind of going to move through these fairly quickly because I do want to stay close to that one-hour mark, and we do have the hypnosis piece that we will be doing um, a full session here. Um, because I, I've, I've, like I say, I've run a number of these in the past, and I know that if I run over that one-hour mark, that I start to, I start to lose some people because time is precious, isn't it? So the fourth gate is: is this goal? in alignment with my other goals and priorities. Uh, is there is there synergy or is it in conflict? Now, that this isn't on the values level. This is on the, the other things that you're doing level. And take a look, if, is, the, is there synergy? Um, are these goals in alignment? Are they moving in the same direction? Because the greater synergy the less chance, um, the less change that you need to make in other areas of your life to achieve your goals, the, the more um, likely you will be able to um, kill two birds with one stone, as they say, and that the work that you're already doing in one project or one area of your life is going to um, be useful and inform and uh, allow progress in the other area of your life. My daughter stole my iPad. She snuck in behind me and stole my iPad. <laughs> my tools are walking away from me <laughs> on two little feet. Um, so that is that is your fourth gate. Is, um, is this drastically different than other things that I have going on in my life? And if it is, then to be aware of that. Um, and to really think through that strongly because that's going to cost you in terms of in terms of efficiency and in terms of additional time and in terms of you know how many different things can you be um, juggling in your life that are that are considerably different uh, so so if that is the case, then you need to plan accordingly, and you need to plan for it, the new goal, if it's drastically different from other areas of your life, to require more of your resources, more of your emotional energy, more of your time resources, um, perhaps other resources as well. Um, and it's fine if it does, but you 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 will find that if the goals are are considerably different. Um, that you will wear out more quickly if you don't plan ahead to be ascribing um, those additional resources to it. And if that's the case, also I would add uh, planning in time for yourself to 
recover um, emotionally, psychologically, to recoup and recover and and have some downtime in there so that you don't burn yourself out. So that is your fourth gate. Um, the fifth gate, and I, we, we touched on this briefly before we really started going through the gates, uh, but I want to pull this one out um, as well, um, that what, if anything, must I be prepared to sacrifice to obtain this goal? For example, if I say I am going to get on the treadmill an extra half an hour a day, three days a week, uh, in addition to what I already do, then you know my day is full, as is yours. Um, I'm going to have to sacrifice something else because I, I can't do two things at once, or perhaps I can. <laughs> you know, can I? Um, uh, you know. What can I do while while I'm on the treadmill? Um, but whether or not that's the case, sometimes things are a trade, and you can't do something else along with them. Um, so being aware of that and saying, you know, is my time already committed? Is my time calendar already filled? And if that's the case, then what has to go, even if that's only temporary, to achieve the new goal that I have? The sixth gate, and this is one that I cover a lot with clients, is about obstacles. Because the psychology of setting goals is such that people do not anticipate running into obstacles along the way. When people set a goal, they spend time daydreaming and enjoying the the, the concept of what it's going to be like once the goal is achieved, They may even plan out step-by-step actions, which is one of the things that we'll talk about here shortly before we do our session. Um, But very, very rarely, and Brian Tracy in his book, Goals, uh, which is an excellent book, by the way, um, talks about this. Very, very rarely do people imagine and plan out and say, okay, what could happen to derail this? What could happen to to get in my way? And when that happens, because it's not an if. It it, it really is a when, (laughs) you know, depending on the scope of your goal. Um, When that happens, what is my strategy? And to have that strategy prepared in advance so that when the obstacle rears its ugly head, you know what to do and you don't lose more time or effort or energy or efficiency or synergy than you have to lose. Um, and, you know, as, a, as an example, and I'll, I'll keep coming back to the weight loss example, um, if I plan to, to lose weight and start exercising more and I catch a cold or catch the flu, and I've, I've had a lot of weight loss clients and I've heard many, many, many times, well, I was doing really good and then... Um, I lost my job or my husband got ill or I got ill or this happened or that happened and somehow I never got back on track. And here we are two years, three years, whatever it is, later still talking about getting back on track. The, The psychology of it says that when you anticipate that those obstacles are going to happen and you think through it and you say, okay, if such and such happens, then my course of action is going to be thus and so, um, whatever's appropriate for the goal, right? So we can't get into specifics, obviously, because we're not talking about a specific goal. You are far more likely. In fact, this is one of the one of the key pieces determining whether or not people actually achieve their goals or not. One of the key differentiators between whether people actually achieve the goals they set for themselves or not is whether or not they anticipate that there will be obstacles and plan out strategies for what they're going to do when those obstacles do in fact occur. So those are your gates. Um, Once you pass those gates, constructing your goal in the following ways will make you more successful. So now you've run through the gates of, okay, is is this really a goal that I should be setting and anticipating for myself? Now we're going to construct the goal in such a way that it's going to be more achievable. And this all has to do with the psychology of, of goal setting and goal achievement. So first of all, 
if it's a large goal, you are far, far more likely to achieve that goal in the end by breaking it down, chunking it down into smaller goals. Because you've got a, a shorter term, a shorter time to, to, to give it the full court press, and you'll have a reward more quickly. And every time you achieve a smaller goal, you gain confidence and you gain the experience of achievement. And as they say, success breeds success. And so always break your large goals down into smaller goals. Now, one of the things that stands in between people and and achievement of their goals is often perfectionism. And we'll do a whole nother teleseminar on perfectionism. The reason perfectionism comes gets in the way here is because perfectionism creates anxiety. And anxiety leads to procrastination. And so if you can take for yourself and you you know who you are if you're one of those perfectionists that thinks I'm not even going to start it if I can't do it perfectly that uh to work on yourself and we'll have a session like I say about this um there's a there's a, a ready fire aim concept out there ready fire aim and the the idea behind that is that done is better than perfect now Obviously, you know if you're building a, uh, 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 you know, a, a nuclear facility, that's not, <laughs> that's not the attitude that you want. But you know, how often is it? Um, I see so many people. Um, they they have this all or nothing. And I know I keep coming back to weight loss because I, I do a lot of weight loss work with people. They have this all or nothing. Um, attitude that comes from perfectionism. This is a perfectionist attitude. And my day starts out well, and I, I eat what's on my plan, and, and then, um, you know, Susie down the hall brings Krispy Kremes to my desk at, at, at 11.30, and I have one. And even though I haven't blown lunch yet, you know, I had that Krispy Kreme, and so to heck with it, I'm I, the, the day is shot. <laughs> Really, the day is shot now, and so then they proceed to 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 um, to to blow their lunch and to have more Krispy Kremes in the afternoon if they're still around in the break room, and to blow their dinner and and to to take what could have been maybe a a 500 calorie overage on on the day and turn it into you know a nice you know 1500 calorie overage on the day. Now, which would have been which would have been more reasonable? you know, in retrospect, is that ready, fire, aim, or done is better than perfect. And to, to continue to, to work day by day, um, to, to, to improve, certainly, but not to just throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um, so that's, a, that's the perfectionism piece. So breaking large goals into smaller ones. Done is better than perfect. Take that ready, fire, aim, because you, you, you need to get out of the blocks, Right. Write out and visualize. Again, step-by-step actions. Don't just conceive of the large end goal. Don't just conceive of it as this, this, this big thing, but break it down into the chunks and create step-by-step actions. Um, you know, I used to be a project manager, and we had what you know we call Gantt charts. If you know what that is, a Gantt chart shows you what um, discrete step-by-step activities need to be completed that then flow into your final project. It also shows you the dependencies. What has to be finished first? I have to, I have to, I have to get, you know, the, the the wiring into the walls before I can put up the drywall, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got your dependencies there. Think through your projects in that way. By giving it that much detail, you make it much, much more doable. Much more doable, much more conceivable, much much more approachable to your subconscious mind. Um, a lot of times, when people have procrastination or or a, a tendency to not follow through with their goals, it's because the the goal is for something they've never done before, 
And so there is not a blueprint in their mind to do it. There's no familiarity. They don't know what to do first. And I, I tell you over and over again, I've sat with those people and said, okay, let's flesh it out as if we're project managers. What would you do first? What would you do second? What would that look like? What, that, what would that feel like? Who's involved? Really putting some flesh in, on the bones of, of that project um, that, that then you know, builds into that completion. And at the end of that, they go, wow, I have a comfort level. I know what to do next. And, and after that and after that and after that. And so there really is a tremendous amount of power in creating those step-by-step actions. The last thing I'm going to touch on right now is probably the most important thing. If I wanted you to take something away, and not that all of this isn't important, um, but this is a game changer. This is a life changer. This will change your perception of your past. It will change your perception of the actions that you take in the future. It will free you to take risks in your life that you otherwise would not have taken. Um, And it is one of the basic tenets of neuro-linguistic programming, or NLP. And the concept is this, that there is no such thing as failure, only feedback. So I'll repeat that again. There is no such thing as failure, only feedback. So when in the past you may have looked at things and said, well, I really screwed that up. I failed at that. Epic fail. Um, instead of characterizing it in that way and putting it in that place in your mind, which, which then brings in all these feelings of guilt and, um, and lack of worthiness and uh, you know, all, all types of negative self-recriminating feelings um, and, and connections that are, are, are totally um, not resourceful. States do not help you in the least. Um, to create the life that you want to create, to take this attitude that, oh, you know, know what, that, as long as I look at it and I learn, okay, if, if my results, if my outcome is the result of the actions that I took, if my outcome are, is the result of the actions that I took, if I change my actions, I will get a different outcome. And I, I defy you to show me that that's not true. Um, so if I change my actions, I will get a different outcome. So therefore, I can look at anything that I've done in the past that hasn't given me the outcome that I desired to have and look at the actions that led up to that and say, okay, how then will I change my actions in the future in order to derive a different outcome? And that's the intent, that's, that's the whole meaning behind there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And we will have a, a whole teleseminar in the future about that concept as well, along with the other um, uh, major tenets of NLP, because it will change your view of yourself, your view of your world, um, and, and as I say, free you to take a lot more risk in life. And, you know, for those of you who invest at all or are familiar with the concept, risk and reward go together, right, hand in hand. The higher risk you take, the more reward that you will get in life. And so we want to be able to take good calculated risks in our lives and feel comfortable to do that and in order to, and, and in order to get higher rewards, whether that's in your personal life, your professional life, or whatever the case may be. Good. Okay. Now, I'm just going to take off the mute mode for a moment and um, just take maybe one or two, if you have any questions, just one or two questions real quick because it is 7.37 and we need to move on to the hypnosis portion, but I just want to do this real quick. So I'm going to take off the mute. No, really, I am going to take off. There it goes. And so I can now hear you. Um, Does anybody have a question that they'd like to pop in here? I have a question. Yes. Who's this? This is Susan. Hi, Susan. What's your question? Well, as I'm listening to this, I'm writing it down and everything, but I have two goals in mind, and they're not really related. They might be through procrastination, et cetera. So when we're focusing on this tonight, 
should I be just choosing one goal in particular to really focus? Yeah, you know, which one would be a priority in your life right now? And, and only you can determine that. And I won't ask you what your goals are because that might be private and personal. Also realize that you're going to have access to this recording, like forever and ever or until I retire, what have you. <laughs> so if you want to work on one goal right now using this recording, then you can come back and work on the other goal later as well. Okay, would would you suggest a, a simpler one? There's, I have one that's that's more specific than the, than the other one. If it's more specific, that's always better. Okay. Um, shorter term is also always better because, like I say, success breeds success. So you want to start to have a track record of success for yourself and start to start to knock some of those projects down. Yeah. yeah. Good. Thanks. You've answered that. My... Oh, you're welcome. Anyone else? A question, real quick. Going once. All right. I'm going to put it back onto lecture mode. And this would be the time when I say, if you're driving your car, I will not be offended if I see you drop the line. If you're operating a chainsaw, I will not be offended. If I, Of course, I didn't hear that when I took it off mute. <laughs> but if you're doing anything that requires your, your, your conscious attention, um, we are now going to be moving into a hypnotic state. Yeah, I would suggest that you be in a place where you won't be disturbed. Puppies, kitties, and children will not jump upon you. Birds will not land on you. <laughs> I've had all those pets, so I know. Um, and where you can be comfortable laying down, closing your eyes, perhaps dimming the lights nicely. Um, this is a wonderful segue into sleep, so this will set you all up to have a really good night sleep tonight, sleeping deeply and soundly throughout the night. And if you've worked with me in the past, you know how important I believe sleep to be. And I'm going to start us up. All right. I'm going to begin. Now, this recording is hypnotic in nature. So, you shouldn't be listening to this while you're driving your car or operating any type of machinery. This recording is designed to help you to have follow-through, to complete what you start. Because really, that's what makes the difference between people who are successful and people who have the potential to succeed but never quite get there. In my practice, I've seen many people who need work on follow-through. If you need to work on your follow-through, on finishing what you start, then this is the recording for you. I want you to begin by holding an idea in your mind of something that you do want to finish in the near future. A project that you have going on right now, or a project that you've decided that you need to do, want to do, can do. It's important, and I'll refer you to the other recording that I have on NLP tenets, that this is something that you see yourself as being able to do through your own volition, that there isn't something else that this is hinging on, that you you're not waiting for, you know, somebody else to make a decision, somebody else to take an action, the stock market to reach a certain rate or something like that. But this is something that you can say, yes, it is completely within my control. If I start this and stick with it and do the things that I have in mind, I can indeed see that I will have a completion of this, that I'll have an end product whether that's a new business, a book, finishing a course, a new certification, whatever it is, whatever is important to you. So focus on that project, that goal right now. We are going to clear away the hurdles and the obstacles that have stopped you from succeeding in the past. We are going to teach your mind to see any obstacle 
as something to be overcome, a challenge to be met, not a stop sign, but a sign that says, try a different way. And to continue to move forward, creating a sense of momentum and progress until you reach your goal. So, it's time to sit or lie back in a comfortable position. Close your eyes if you haven't already done so. Take a deep breath in. And a long, slow exhale. And before you go into a deeply relaxing hypnotic trance, I'd like you to take another deep breath in. And with the exhale, feel your body relaxing. Allow that outward breath to take all tension away from your body, all tension away from your mind. Good. Take one more deep breath in. And as you exhale, move your attention to flowing relaxation. Imagine it just flowing down like warm, comfortable water from the top of your head all the way to the tips of your toes. Good. Relaxing more completely with every breath you take because the breath is a natural relaxer for the body. As the body relaxes, the mind slows down. And as the mind slows down, the body relaxes even more completely. As you relax, I want you to notice with your closed eyes exactly what it is you see with those eyes closed on the backs of those eyelids of yours. Is there a velvety darkness, swirls of color or light? Just notice for a moment. And then I'd like you to focus on whatever it is that you see there. Notice that you can indeed create focus even with your eyes closed. So that your mind and your body are able to relax and focus at the same time. Relaxing and focusing. By relaxing and focusing, you keep your vision on the goal, that project that you want to complete. By relaxing, you take the attitude that you can overcome any obstacle, any barrier in your path is simply seen as temporary. By focusing, you keep it right in front of you so that you continue to move toward your goal. Deeper down as you focus and relax your body, Notice the parts of your body that are in contact with the chair and how that chair or surface you're sitting on, relaxing on, supports you completely. And just relax even more deeply. And as I count from five down to zero, imagine or just pretend that every number from five down to zero relaxes you even more, both mentally and physically, relaxing deeper as I count from five, four, three, two, One, zero. Zero. Zero is deep sleep. Deep sleep. Scan your body lightly now. And discover for yourself the most relaxed part of your body. Perhaps it's your right hand. 
Notice how comfortable your right hand is. Perhaps it's your lower legs. Notice how they feel. Perhaps it's your eyelids relaxing so completely that they feel like they're just melting into your cheekbones. Focus your attention on whatever part of your body is the most relaxed right now. And imagine releasing that relaxation from that part to move through the rest of your body. Flowing through the rest of your body so that every part of your body matches or even exceeds that level of relaxation that you had in the most relaxed part of your body. Continuing to relax more completely with every breath you take, every word that I say as my voice becomes familiar, it becomes comforting and soothing to your mind. And every word relaxes you more. Relaxing into a fully relaxed state where your subconscious mind can really be thinking about processing your determination to complete your goal. The commitment that you need to feel to follow through and feel proud of your accomplishments. Good. I want you to imagine now, picture, visualize, or just pretend that you see your goal in front of you. Perhaps you're out in a beautiful meadow and that goal, a similar image, will pop into your mind is on the other side of that meadow. Or perhaps you're standing on a road and you see that goal just down the road a bit. I want you to notice if anything stands between you and that goal. Just notice. Now, whatever, if anything, stands between you and that goal, imagine having, because you do, whatever resource, whatever tool, whatever it is that you need, to push that barrier, that obstacle, that temporary distraction out of the way. To eliminate it completely. To dissolve it. And do that now. Start to move forward toward that goal. Eliminating, dissolving, pushing aside obstacles, barriers, however your mind is representing those is the right way for you. Imagine yourself continuously making forward progress. Feel how good it feels to get closer and closer to that goal. And you will reach it. Imagine right now reaching that goal, having that project completed, having the outcome that you desire, the results right there. See it as if it's real right now. People who know how to complete the things they begin have a massive advantage over those who have been conditioned by this immediate gratification culture we live in. you will now feel a sense of determination, even excitement, even joy at the idea of moving over, through, around, underneath whatever obstacle or barrier in the past held you back or distracted you or pulled you off your goal. You now take a sense of tremendous pride in persevering and moving through. You find that once you have done so, 
and you have the amazing outcome that took such determination, planning, resources, time, dedication, intelligence, skills, that having that outshines any sort of short-term distraction that in the past may have pulled you off. Having that result is far, far more rewarding, more satisfying than in the past any sort of short-term distraction that pulled you off of your goals. You begin to take great pride in your ability to follow through, in your ability to meet any obstacle and see it not as a stop sign, but as a sign that says, get creative, get inventive, find a new way, ask for help, ask for resources, create resources, buy resources, do whatever it takes. And this becomes your new mantra. I will do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. When you have a project that you have determined is appropriate for you, beneficial in your life, and achievable through your own efforts, when you commit to such a project, such a result, such an outcome, you hear your, yourself saying strongly, deeply inside, I will do whatever it takes. You become like a bulldog. You grab a hold and you do not let go. Because you know that those distractions, those momentary gratifications, those reasons or excuses that in the past may have pulled you off of achieving your goal, they shortchange you. They rob you of having a full and satisfying life. Imagine now. Imagine moving forward. All the way forward to the very end of your life. Looking back. And there are two versions of this. And you get to choose what version you really want. In the first version, you look back over project after project that you gave up on, that you got distracted from, that you turned away from, or were discouraged by other people. Project after project, goal after goal that never came to fruition for you, a life of disappointment, a life of frustration, a pattern of behavior that you realize now all too late at the end of your life that you really had control over that pattern, that there were choices that you could have made differently, but they were choices. Look at it. Feel it. You have no legacy. Nothing to hand on to someone else. Nothing to look back on and say, I led a good life. But it doesn't need to be this way. So, imagine now, coming back, back to the present time, and feeling a sense of commitment, a sense of determination, a sense of, I cannot allow that. You cannot live the rest of your life giving up on project after project, month after month, year after year, the same old pattern over and over, getting all excited about doing something new and then a few weeks later deciding you just don't feel like it or being pulled off by some distraction or some discouragement from another person. You cannot imagine continuing to live your life in this way. It hurts too much. 
And so right now, right here in this place of truth and honesty that we know as hypnosis, determine, commit to yourself here and now that instead you will build a future that you can be really proud of. That you will not take no for an answer. That if you, in your own mind, with your own determination, the powerful faculties that you have been given, know that a project, an outcome, a goal, is appropriate for you, beneficial to your life, and doable, achievable, that you want it, that you commit to it. That you then commit to taking the time, putting in the effort to see it through, to carry it through. This becomes non-negotiable to you. Make that commitment to yourself right now in whatever way makes sense to you. God. Now imagine moving out into that future, to the end of your life and looking back and seeing achievement after achievement, accomplishment after accomplishment. Feel the sense of pride flowing through you. Feel the sense of comfort with yourself. That old sense of being torn in two, gone, filled with a sense of wholeness, oneness. That old feeling, they call it cognitive dissonance. That cognitive dissonance that was so uncomfortable in the past. Knowing that you could do something, but being pulled off of it. Not making the choices that were true to you. Those feelings, those painful feelings, all gone gone. Feel yourself breathing more deeply, more easily, more comfortably, feeling comfortable with yourself, proud of yourself, comfortable with your choices. And you look back and you see it wasn't hard after all. Those obstacles that in the past felt so daunting, felt like stop signs, you realize now, now that you look back on this new preferable way of being and feeling and doing, that those obstacles weren't that difficult to overcome. And instead of allowing them to be stop signs, when you run up against one of those, you, you then ask yourself, how can I? How can I? Which is a totally different question than you used to ask yourself. How can I get that funding? How can I achieve this goal? How can I? How can I? which asks your mind to look for solutions, to be creative. And you tap into a totally different part of yourself, a totally different part of yourself. You tra tap into the creative, solutions-oriented part of your mind. And as you look back on this life, you feel so wonderful. Rock solid proud you have a life that is a legacy everything that you started and committed to completing and feeling really good about it so much more successful and you feel a sense of power a sense of true power and empowerment because now you realize that when you make a choice 
you have the ability to follow through. You are committed. There are times when you might not feel like doing it, but you do it anyway. It feels so good not to have that old sense of disappointment anymore. And you feel powerfully drawn to the sense of satisfaction of being able to show your results and to know that you put forth the effort. You know they say that there is nothing that has ever been achieved that is of value that didn't require true effort. And so you now feel the satisfaction of a job well done. The satisfaction of putting in effort and having a tremendous outcome. Now, feel that commitment from within about that particular project that you selected at the beginning of the session. And put that in the category in your mind of something that is not negotiable. You have many things in your life that have been not negotiable. Things that you have had as musts in your life that you wouldn't accept no for an answer from yourself or anyone else. Think back to what some of those things have been in your life right now. And this project, this goal that you have just committed to at the beginning of this session, that goes into that category in your mind. Look at the images of those past musts, those past non-negotiables, and create an image of this new outcome that matches them. Matches them in size, in the way they're shown, the, the type of picture, the amount of color, the type of color. Notice if those pictures are slowly spinning in one direction or the other and match the spin with this new picture of your new commitment, your new must. Match the size of those pictures. Make this new picture the same in every way. And imagine moving it right into that same file folder in your mind. But with a slight difference, because those things are done. And this one is not. So while it goes in the file folder of musts, it goes in the file folder of musts to do. Musts to do. Something that is non-negotiable and you really start to work on that project as soon as it becomes appropriate. Perhaps that's right now. And it's inevitable, absolutely inevitable that this is going to happen in your life. So see yourself taking those steps right now. See yourself beginning to work on that project. The next logical step, the next logical step after that, the next logical step after that. See the achievements piling up, the accomplishments, things being done, and with each small piece that you do, the project becomes more and more completed. And you realize that you now have sunk efforts, time, energy, investment into this project. You really have far too much into it to let it just fall to the wayside. You really have far too much into it to allow anything to stand in your way. And so as you imagine an obstacle coming up, you imagine knocking it to the side, jumping over it, or dissolving it. Asking yourself that all-important question, okay, then how can I because the end result is non-negotiable. How you get there may be 
And that's where your creativity comes in. And you allow yourself to be creative and determined. And you move forward each and every day, taking some step, sometimes large, sometimes small, but every day taking some step toward creating that future that you want, that outcome, that result that you have committed to. And if any obstacle comes in your way, if anyone tries to draw your commitment off, if any of those old thoughts, reasons, excuses try to distract you, you brush them aside. You recognize them immediately for what they are, that they are irrelevant. They are irrelevant. They are irrelevant because you have already decided that you are seeing this through to completion. They are irrelevant because you now have the inner knowledge, the creativity, and the resources needed, the attitude, the determination to see your project through to completion. And you look forward to feeling so satisfied at looking at the effort you put forth, looking Imagine right now standing back and looking at the result. Isn't, is there anything more beautiful than the result of your effort? Now. Now imagine coming back to the present day, the present time. Feeling that in some important way something has shifted, something has changed. And every time you listen to this recording, you feel that sense of change deepening, the sense of determination, the sense of owning your own life, growing stronger and more powerful within you until it becomes absolutely undeniable, absolutely undeniable that you have what it takes you have the creativity, the resources, the determination, the motivation, the inner drive to create that result that you desire. And this is so. God, you've done very well today. In a moment... I'll count from one to five. If you're listening to this recording at a time, however, when you'd like to continue to sleep or stay in hypnosis, your mind will now void the following waking suggestions and you'll continue to drift into a pleasant sleep and wake at a natural time for you. However, if you're listening to this recording at a time when it's appropriate for you to open your eyes, get up, stretch, move around, and continue with your day. Your mind will now hear and process the following. Cindy Lasher, to access the membership area.